0: Good
3: morning, this is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by United legend Paul Parker to talk over another difficult weekend at Manchester United. If you're watching live on YouTube, if you can subscribe and get your comments and questions in. If you're watching on the replay, you can say hello. We do comment on all the comments that we get. And if you're listening back on the audio podcast, if you can, Subscribe and leave a positive review <laughs> if you can with the morning that we're about to do on the platform you're you're listening on. Uh, Paul, how are you doing? You all right?
4: Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Wayne. Not bad. I watched a get... really good game on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't talk about the game on Sunday though.
3: But... Well, no, i no, go on. Talk about a, a big team losing at home, um, embarrassingly on, on Saturday. <laughs> give us a nice warm up for the main event how, how was it? unc brentford win at chelsea
4: yeah i was yeah i was working at chelsea working at chelsea and doing a brentford game i'd seen brentford a week before when they played burnley and they were no different they are just organized they i mean they they're a team that plays with consistency they the levels they play at they keep they kind of keep there and what they do then they seem to be able to i mean their counter attacking play was great um and bueno and Whistler up front are two two good forwards, they're honest, back and forth. And it was it's enjoyable to watch them in the manner they play. They, you're watching a team, you're watching an actual team.
3: Yeah.
4: That's that's the thing now, Wayne. I mean they are an actual team. Every single one of them, they're all at the same level in what they want to achieve and what they actually do as well. There's no one, you know, there's no one there that oh, we kick we, we kick out with him, persevere because he can win us games you know everybody sees themselves as a match winner and that's in that sort of department in every department there's match winners and that's the thing that's as we know that it's being missed yeah at old t
3: right let's get on to it um can't avoid it any longer two minutes in that was as, as great a, a, a diversion as i could manage um, johnny says Good morning gents we both well. What can we say about the game? Players and manager need to take responsibility. So let's get into that. Manchester United nil, Manchester City three. The 10th win at Old Trafford since they were taken over, the 7th win by two or more goals in that time. Even at our best, with a full complement, we're a distance away. From, from what we saw yesterday, but you know, you missed the axis of Varane, Martínez and Casemiro. You can't play anything like your normal game. And what you have is a team that plays and looks like it's unfamiliar. There was a guy sat next to me yesterday and he said, City look like they're the players all know where they, um, each other are. They look like they could play blindfolded. And I responded to him, yeah, looks like we are playing blindfolded. Um, (laughs) And it was about as as funny as he got yesterday because what we did see was not very funny. And we didn't offer anything in the game. First four or five minutes, we started well aggressive, but then um, it was a capitulation. We conceded the penalty. Uh, Yeah, all right, a little bit of controversy over that, but the the reaction was so flat from everyone and you knew it was going to take half-time to see anything. Manager makes a a change at half-time and immediately we concede a goal in the same fashion as we were conceding chances in the first half. And then 49 minutes into the game, into a Manchester derby at Old Trafford, the game was over and we didn't offer anything. We just watched them play, score another goal. It could have been 5 or 6 Complete control from say, um, like I said, not as bad as it threatened. It might be at 1.3-0, really humbles United and flatters them at the same time. Eric Ten Hag says the execution of his game plan was very good. Now I can excuse the defeat. I can excuse an injury crisis. I can even understand the manager deflecting to take heat off the players, but seeing the, the execution of the plan was perfect. I can somewhat see what he was saying because we were in the game until the second goal, but we were we were so far away from it, Paul. I mean, the, I mean, the best thing I could say is that for 40-odd minutes, Maguire played all right yesterday, but it, it was a good defensive performance, an individual defensive performance from someone you would expect to see in a relegation fodder side, heading balls away, and we still lost 3-0 and looked embarrassed. It was... You know, there's everything in a nutshell. He played all right. Our defensive deficiencies were still there. We were still clear to see. We still lost Everly. Um, Picked the bonds out of it, Paul. I really don't know where to begin.
4: Well, I look at it and started quite well, quite bright. It doesn't surprise me because you would expect that. It's a Manchester derby. So you're at home and so you take the game to them. You wouldn't expect anything less. But even then, you looked at it and you still could see that you kind of must. A lot of fans would have been thinking, cool, which could go and score a goal here while we're at at this moment? Because it's going to go soon. Everyone was chasing around and City couldn't really get themselves going. Great. I knew and when I was working, I was saying, but the problem is United will start this way. And the problem's been from the start of this season, the back end after. After the League Cup final and the start of this season, everything's been about United when they haven't got the ball, when they're not very good without the ball. And I thought this is going to change, has to change soon because United are showing no consistency in closing teams down to get the ball back as quick as possible, then to go at them again. And it did change. Now, what you mentioned there about defensively, now I'm I'm different to you, Wayne, because you're talking about he said Maguire's done well defensively, heading balls out, because we're because we're marooned in a box. Yeah. We're marooned in a box. Simple as that. Anybody, we can all defend like that. Can all can all defend like that? We can all just sit in there and clear the ball, and everyone go, oh, oh you're showing heart, courage, because you gave everything you had. You won headers. You've done this. All teams can do that. The better teams, the braver teams, step away from there. They step up higher. They hold the line higher so they can win the ball to step forward. We haven't got the players who are brave. We've got the managers, you know, who can play that football. Seen that at Ajax with young players. And everyone's saying, kind of, I've seen it on Twitter. They kind of, sh- well, whatever they call it now. And they're showing this Ajax team. Why aren't United playing that football? Well, they're young players who want to prove themselves. And they... And they'll give anything when they make a mistake they look to the manager and the manager's kind of saying right decision just right decision execution work good Go don't try it again yeah. at the moment he's he's working with older players experienced players who are playing for themselves who do what they want to do don't want to listen to him because they know better so it wasn't it wasn't good in order one play two players i put in there before I put, in, I put Johnny Evans in there because Johnny Evans is doing incredible for someone who was never expecting to be playing that many games, I'm sure. Um, somebody who hasn't played for United for so long and has stepped back in again because playing in the Premier League and playing for Manchester United are two different things. Yeah. There's a different, different thing to it, completely different from being at Leicester. And obviously, um, young Hoyland from what he gave. Now, I'm trying to think of... If a Highland was playing in the Man City team, what a player would be. What an yes. incredible player he would be. You put him in a Brighton team, what an incredible player he'd be. Because they get players who all want the ball around, you'll have more choices with the ball. But I look at this United team now and it's just it's it's embarrassing, Wayne. It's really embarrassing. And and that's without really going in and being cutting at this moment in time. There's, there's nothing there, there's no heart, spirit or soul within, within that team. The manager is at fault, there's no doubts about that. But we can talk about Rashford and Bruno, and we can talk about the manager. But at the end of the day, what difference is it going to make until such time this club is in a different place? Because everything about it and what I'm ta- what I'm referring to has got nothing to do with what happens on the pitch because if you're a footballer and you don't want to run then that's got nothing to do with what's going on upstairs or anything that's that's down to you that's down mm. to you because you you're cheating the people working walking through the turnstile gave up incredible gave up their time on a awful awful day in manchester you're cheating on your teammates that's what you're doing, and you're cheating yourself because you're kidding yourself, because you play for Manchester United, you're this kind of top player. Absolutely shocking, shocking everything in in the game of that magnitude, and it makes it worse. That there's a there's a local boy in the pitch, and I was doing the radio, and I saw something, and I I couldn't believe it. I saw a cross. I think it was a cross, come in to the far post in the second half. Carl Walker jumps. And wins a header. Doesn't win it great. He gets he gets it right in a sense. He gets height as a defensive header, but he doesn't get the distance. It virtually goes up. Carl Walker steps again, with the same player next to him, and that player has faked to jump, doesn't jump. Carl Walker wins the header clean, and it clears, and it calls and it takes it next level to a counter.
0: Yeah.
4: That's not trying. Even if yeah. even if that player was to jump and really just kind of intentionally gave away a foul. Just just you know, gave gave just jumped and just done something trying to jump into the player to win the ball. Do something. And he, he never never tried. How can you not try to win a ball in your own defensive box? You yeah. know, how can you how can you do that, Wayne? How can you how can you as well, when you lose the ball, fall on the floor? And say you're injured. How, yeah. how can you do that expecting expecting 71 and a half thousand people to stand behind you and call for a foul when you haven't been fouled?
3: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I like, mean, it's
4: a terrible, one
3: I don't even know where, where you begin with the individual performances yesterday because there were so many that were so bad. Um, and Anna, um, ironically having probably his best game for us overall with a number of really good saves, a couple of Theatrical ones in there, but a couple of really good ones. Um, you know, Dallow, awful defensively, Lindelof, you you're gonna get what you want. And and you know, I wasn't saying that Maguire was playing well, I was putting it in that lens that you did, Paul. You know, like you expect that from a team struggling at the bottom of the league, but and that's that's where you you're praising him. And you know, McTominay pressing from the front, and you go, All right, well, he's not holding midfield anymore, so you're not making the mistakes there. Um, and at least he was putting the shift in there. And, and it was an honest shift from him. But then you've got no players capable of holding the ball. And, and in that situation, and you've got to have players who are good enough with the risk. And, you know, Bruno was, yeah, you can blame the manager putting him wide right. It didn't work in the cup final. And it wasn't um, ever looking like it was going to work yesterday. I mean, just some comments I'm going to come through here. Because there's a lot of you guys talking in the... um in the comments, I don't want to get sent before I get to my next point. Ben says it does feel like we're stuck in this cycle until there's change at the top. All we've got is hope. And I mean, he said there, all we've got left is hope. Have we? I mean, I think that's the thing. Hope doesn't feel like it's there at the moment. Um, Johnny, I understand we have players missing, but that a crutch we can't keep leaning on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you've come into this. Yeah, I expect us to lose but the team selection, lack of effort, and subs were very poor. If 10 Hag can't play how he wants because the players are injured, he needs to have a plan B. And Ben says, we always seem to be in plan B, Johnny. that I think that 10-Hog is trying to do whatever it takes to get results rather than sticking to particular principles, which Paul was saying regarding that. Um, is, comp- is he compromising his preferred style on um, certain players he has available? Patrick says that. Yeah. Um, Gavin here says, as the manager, got it to leave Bruno and Rashford out of the team. We'll, we'll come to that in a moment. And, and Ben, just one last on these comments. Sam um, says, despair is the word. I'm starting to feel nothing but apathy, uh, which I think is a feeling shared by many of us in, in regards to current team and the way that they're playing at the moment. Um, that I mean, that's fair in terms of, I mean, that we've seen this selection. I mean, we know that from picking Evans in the middle, um, and Evans has got something of the skill set to play that higher line, even though he looks knackered by about forty minutes. And and he will—that's oh, not criticism. He's going to, considering the pressure that he's under. It's surprising that he made it through the entire game yesterday. I think he did. But I don't think he came off. It was Lindelof, wasn't it, who came off for Regalon? Um, but yeah, the manager's still trying to, and he doesn't. In, you can't really tell because Maguire is ill-suited to play any kind of progressive football from the back and and the collection of midfielders that he's been playing in there, like McTominay, None of the players, really, Bruno, Rashford are also included in this. They're not players who are capable of playing possession football because they're not good enough on the ball. They're good, like Bruno can start a break, Rashford can go on the break, but they're not clinical enough to be a brilliant side in that regard. And I mean... This is where I'm at, Paul. A little bit of a rant, you know, because I think yesterday people talk about, oh, we are a new low and everything like that. So I don't think we are at um, a place where the players are not trying. I don't think you could say yesterday was a case of them down in tools. I just think the hard reality is hitting them that they're not, you know, few of them are good enough, if any of them are. And even now, those better performers in recent years, you look and you're looking at them and the value thinking realistically what is that value now to the club how many times have we been here in recent years you know in the past in this podcast you and i paul we've been having this conversation about pogba about martial two players who were undeniably talented but they came to a point where you thought no they probably need to move on and it's better to bring in money for them because it wasn't working then more value to be sold in those players but Woodward um, backed those players over the manager. We lost the manager. I'm not saying Mourinho was the answer but that's part of a problem backing a player over a manager. We ended up losing Pogba for nothing and even then I think Juventus might think they've been shortchanged. We can't give Martial away. Instead he came on like the ghost of Christmas past yesterday and Well, I'll reserve judgment on certain players, the ones that we've signed, you know, over the summer, Martinez, Casemiro, and Anthony, in spite of their recent form. But I do think it's time for some soul searching and hard questions. And those questions are point, you know, the fingers have been pointed at the likes of Rashford and Fernandez and Varane, Lindelof, Shaw, players who we've looked at in the past and said they've played well, players we've looked at and said they've carried the team. They've played themselves back into form and we've given them another chance to sort of kick on. But the question marks really when you look at this, because it's it's difficult to look at it through the lens and we're all hurting now and we're looking at it in the aspects of we've lost 3-0 against Manchester City. First of all, the question marks aren't in comparison to City because yesterday, as much as it had been an indictment on United, is another indictment on the game. A lot of people are praising and celebrating that City performance. But this is what they've been allowed to do and what they're doing not just to us, but to the rest of the league. And they'll win this league comfortably. It's United's own problem is where they are against Arsenal and Liverpool and Spurs and the rest of the league, because they've not outplayed an opponent in any home game all season. The players, we know they're not good enough to win the league, but now they're showing that they're not good enough to dominate the ball at Old Trafford or wear down any opponent. They're not good enough to play on the counter because they're not clinical enough or good enough on the ball. So they won't be good enough to win the league or even challenge for it, even if the Premier League throw the book at City and demote them and strip them of players and titles. And I think that's...
4: They'll do that to Everton before
3: City. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean, that's crazy. I I know it's a legal thing. It's a legal thing. But it is like, you know, Phil McNulty of the BBC came out on, um, he was reacting to something, and he was talking about um, Anthony costing United $80 million and saying you can't blame the Glazers for that. But Anthony was a panic buy because of poor results and poor planning and not having a proper st- strategy in place to be able to help 10 from the start before he was, he was appointed. There was no strategy in there to help him. They were reacting to poor results. They were spending money, which we didn't have on him and Casemiro. And that's contributed to a debt of over £200 million, which now hugely impacts our ability to operate in the transfer market. That was gambled against qualification for the Champions League, which we fortunately got. But now we're here a year later. We're not playing well in the Champions League. The reality is there'll be no Champions League qualification this season. And then, you know, the expansion of that debt, the noose of that debt, is going to tighten on on United. And you and Dave, Paul, you've talked about the manager walking in in the past. I don't think that's a danger at this point. I think the major issue is the injury crisis because it really exposes United for what they are. The problem is that there is that rock creeping in that we've just not been able to get rid of. We we can smell it, we can see it. It's carried on from squad to squad through different players, through different managers who've picked up bad habits. Too much finger-pointing. Too much self preservation. The table doesn't lie. History doesn't lie. There's players, are, uh, you know, that you've said it, they're, they're playing for Manchester United and they think that they've arrived to be able to play for Manchester United. And it's a different thing, isn't it? We're talking about the standard which they need to represent is is just so much higher than this. And and it's not about like, it's really not about the likes of a Harry Maguire, who we know isn't good enough and and needs to be moved on. It's not about a Martial who offers very little to the squad and he's not involved in any future planning. It's the players around which we've been building that aren't showing the character that we need at this moment in time. And I mean, it's a complete, it's obviously a complete transition that we need, but where do we begin? where do we begin? I mean, the obvious answer is we begin by getting the players back, but it's an attitude issue, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it's an easy thing to say, but you look at it and you think to yourself, but what difference can those players make? That's the thing about it. You've got to wait for them. I mean, we can talk about the left-back situation with Luke Shaw. We know about Luke Shaw and his issues with fitness. How long is it going to take Luke Shaw to get back back into it again? It took long enough to get him to where he was and then after the League Cup final, he dropped. He dropped, he got too cocksure. He suddenly become, he started playing games like he was a nightclub bouncer in the sense of he didn't want to run, he wanted to block people, he, he wanted to, every time people went past him, he'd rather give away a foul than work his feet hard to try and tackle them. He, everything was just he was going out of position when you think yourself. So you're a fullback first. You've stepped on because you have become very attack-minded now, where before you wasn't in your career at United. But it, so you you so you're fighting now, Mart, um, Martinez Mart, Martinez. Whatever way you go, you look at you think you don't know don't know how long he will take to recover from his injury. We've seen Varane's situation. Varane. Talked himself into getting injured before a ball had been kicked when he started moaning about the extra minutes that might have been added on after 90. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing. And I hope the manager spoke to him about that. He's a young lad and he's bothered, well, an old man in football terminology, but a young man in life. And he's bothered, worried about a few extra minutes. You know, the whole thing is, I don't think it can get any better. So you do look at, you do look in front of them in front, you go. Sorry, you go further forward, and you think yourself, this is going to be mid-table. You look at it, it's going to be mid-table. United sitting there with minus goals, yeah. and then also you you look over the water and you're saying yourself, one of the biggest clubs in Europe and, and world football sitting bottom of their domestic league. So it so it can happen in today's football. It can happen. People yeah. talk about getting this money from middle of from, you know from. Middle of the world, all these fortunes that come from there, and we can you can do that. Got to remember all that coming in that way, someone gets affected, and all of a sudden we're seeing these great clubs, great teams, who suddenly disappear, can disappear very, very quickly. And the everything that's happening over there in Holland is awful what's happening over there, what, what their fans have become because of the situation. So United have to be careful. So it's all well and good. Things coming back in and going, oh, yeah, great. Now we can do that, can do that. It's going to take a long, long time to get anywhere near it because you've got to, as straight away you look at it, got a lot of players, a lot of old players, cost a lot of money on big wages. You can't, they, they, they're they not going anywhere. Martial, he's not sitting there waiting for the right club t- to go and play for. He's sitting there saying to himself, well, I've got this. If the right, if the club comes in, and willing to give me what what I'm owed here and maybe a bit more, that's the right club. Nothing to do with football. Yeah. Harry Maguire, what, why is Harry Maguire still at Manchester United? It wasn't because he doesn't want to leave. He wants didn't I didn't read anything, oh, I, I, I want to stay, I want to prove I'm good enough to play here. Nothing was said about that. All we know, all we, all, the only thing I, which I, I say is there for is because he couldn't get what he wanted to leave. That you know, that doesn't smell well. So they're in a the big, big problem. No no young players, to, you know, to earn money, to earn money off of, because they don't they don't play a lot of games. You've got young lads sitting there on a the bench who don't play. What's happened to Hannibal? Started very well, showing everything that United was were lacking, not playing at all, doesn't get on the pitch. It's it's just it's it's all bits, bobs, nothing, nothing consistent. No, I mean I'm You can question the manager about the way they're playing. Should he adopt a different system now, as mentioned earlier, because the players can't do what he wants to do? But even then, the players will do what they want to do because the players control football because they're they're the commodity. The manager is just another one to to throw under the bus, as the saying goes. So Manchester United, on their fifth manager since um, Sir Alex retired, was Sir Alex the sixth manager. After Sir Matt Busby?
3: or oh, um, O'Farrell, Docker A, um, Sexton, Atkinson. Yeah, Ferguson.
4: He was the six. So is it going to be that case that I'll get rid of Ten Ha, get the six manager in, and then it's going to work like it did before? You know, is, it, is, it, is, is that some way of thinking about it? it's going to happen? Because as we know, it's not going to happen because football has changed, changed immensely since then for, for the wrong way, for the wrong way, because it's because it's not football anymore; it's changed to business. That's that's the problem now. It was great at one time. People keep talking this synergy between football and business. Not anymore. Business has taken over football. Sorry, yeah. business has taken over the Premier League, yeah. not football. So yeah. it's that's that's why it's a big big problem. Politics should never should never be allowed to be in football. It sneaked, it sneaked in. Should never be allowed. You might be able to root that out. But now with business, you're never going to get rid of them, Wayne, because they can take money. And the problem is, if there's 100 people involved, 10 of them would be football. The other 90 are nicking money away from everything. And they're the ones who who talk it all, but they've got no interest in it. They'll turn up and watch something. I mean, Roy called it prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail. No, they've gone beyond that because prawn cocktail now is too uncouth for those kind of people. They want a nice caviar. (laughs)
3: Yeah. No, you're probably right. I mean, the I mean, money's a big problem. Um, when when you look at the the high rewards for some of these players, um, especially very very early on. I mean, like the the motivation for Sancho and Rashford to do anything. Um, so Martial's another one, like I said, just coasting players were coasting. I think the most damning thing or the most embarrassing thing, and I do wonder where the penny drops for these players or when it does or even if it does, because there was a moment yesterday because. The one thing you can see, and they can't argue this now, they cannot argue because it's inarguable, it's there, it's evident, there's all the proof is there in the trophy cabinets and, and in what United haven't been able to achieve. The United players in a squad are nowhere near as good as the Manchester City players. Now, in, in games where you're against an opponent who are obviously not as good as you, you compensate for that through effort that's that's the time interested method of every single football match because every single football match will have a mismatch generally in terms of quality. So you make up for that in effort or or smarts. Now there was a period yesterday, obviously for the it was really started by the penalty because United didn't offer anything from that. But particularly after the second goal, where United's players knew that they couldn't even try and land a glove because they knew that they would be exposed. And they might not admit that to themselves because they might now go and say, oh, we go again and we we win against Newcastle in the League Cup. Or we even if we put a string of results together, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at who we are and look at what we're achieving. But I think yesterday, for an hour, what we saw was those players looking into the mirror. And I wonder if the manager can use that, because that's the only way From I can see from this mess, from this group of players that mirror is held up to the players, to the squad, and say, look, we know there's no hiding place anymore. You are a considerable distance away. You can't do the things that we want to be able to do. You can't play the way that we want to see a Manchester United team play. Without wanting to be pointing fingers at anyone, it's everyone. And I just think that if they face up to that, then they can find a solution to move forward at least, even if that solution is all right. Well, we all know we've got to move somewhere different. We've all got to find a next stage in our career. But until then, it, it does nobody any good. It serves nobody any purpose them pretending to be something that they're not or trying to do things that they can't do. And I, I look at yesterday and it was painful for everyone for, for an hour of that game to watch that play out. And I just wonder if... they if they're truthful enough, if they're honest enough to look at that and say, well, the reason why we didn't press, really, why we didn't push them for an hour, is because we knew it would be 6 or 7. That's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing for that.
4: Yeah, yeah but, Wayne, I look at it and I, I, I watched the Brighton Man City at the end of last season at, I was about to say, the Goldstone ground there at the Amex and, and, and Brighton were incredible. Brighton were absolutely incredible at the back end of the season, and um, that's when the young arm. Um,
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. I
4: think he's the um, Paraguayan guy. Scored an incredible goal. He's out injured at the moment. And they, they they did it. They just worked hard everywhere. And and we're watching all these teams, namely Brentford as well. And they they do, they just go up against everybody. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's an easy thing to say. Don't want to. If we go too hard and. And all of a sudden, they can pass by us. Well, that, that can happen. That's happened to City before, it happened against Brighton. They tried to play their normal game. Brighton played around them because they had brave players who, who, who were willing to play those, make those margins, those, those small margins with their passes for, max, for the maximum at the end. But forget all that, Brighton players did it as well because they wanted to. They wanted to work hard for them for themselves, for their teammates to win a game of football. None of those players will do that. They will not do that. If someone doesn't do anything, I'm looking at it, it's blatantly obvious that someone you don't see anyone turning round. I saw I saw um, who was it in midfield? It was someone gave someone gave someone a bad ball. They're two no up, they're coasting, and they wag their fingers at them because they because they never gave them the ball when they should have done. Yeah. So they left it too late. And that's, and they were 2-0 When they were 3-0 up, they were still trying to score a fourth. They were still putting United under pressure on the ball when they were 3-0 up. Nine times out of ten, you're playing games, you're 3-0 up away from home, you're sitting there. Teams don't do that. They go, well, pressure's on you now. You're getting jipped from all your fans around. What are you going to do with the ball? City said, i tell you what, you're going to get more than jipped because we're going to go and still close you down and put you under more pressure. And that's exactly what they've done. And they're winning the game. And so that, so those players won't do it. The manager is asking them. He shouldn't be asking them, but he's going, this is what I want you to do. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. Do it for the man behind you, your mate, your teammate, your work colleague. Do it for him. They don't do it because they, oh, I can't get there. And all of a sudden, that player behind who might be looking doing his job properly, like if it was me, and my, my wide player gone in inside to close down the midfield player on the ball. I step inside to get close to my centre half. All of a sudden, my man doesn't go and do his job. They give it to my wide player who's got time to get the ball under control and then try and steamroll past me. But because I've tucked inside, he gets a run-up on me. What am I going to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna straight away go, oh, you should have closed him down. But it was me because I haven't done my job. And I would accept that. When I played, if you went back and watched when I played, you would have seen Brucey, you would have seen the goalkeeper, you would have seen everybody having a go, you would have seen Roy, you would have seen Brian Robson pointing a finger, shaking his head. And the moment Robbo done that to you, you're trying to make amends as quick as possible. And it's even maybe even the point of after the game. Going to say something because you didn't want to upset your teammate. You didn't want to upset Robbo for not doing your job, yeah. even though you might even know you'd done your job right. You was never going to question him. You'd go and talk to him, and there was a good chance that Robbo would have said, "Sorry, I got it wrong." But it's not even that way. And there's, there's no one. There's, I don't think, I don't think they really like each other. And I think that's football in general. I don't mm. think there's that. It's a, it's about me, me, me now in football where before. It was about a team. Football was all about team. It doesn't matter where you're, bottom, middle, top. You was all together. And it doesn't matter. we used to go away from home against a bottom team? They everyone around were just waiting for you right for us to arrive. Everyone you believed that you was going to win as a player. The fans, their own fans, were going. Let me know they're good. we they're, they're gonna they gonna beat us. But the fans went with their players and, and said we're going to give you everything for you to give us your best. And those yeah. players gave their best. Those United players knew that everyone was not expecting them to win. They never tried to change that that narrative. They, they went out there going, well, we, everyone knows we're not going to win. So we just go and go for it. it. We just take it as a fact of we're not going to win anyway. And we can just jog around. And there's another game. They're not yeah. good enough to do that. Not good enough to do it, Wayne. Not good yeah. enough to team to worry about the next game. Because the next game they play it's just as tough because they're not that good.
3: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And then the proof is in the pudding of, like I said, you know, outplayed in every home game this season, but bar the Palace League Cup where they changed all the team. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's a strange one um, to know how how the manager sort of starts addressing that. Um, But yeah, definitely reality crisis for for them to sort of deal with um a few comments here coming in um johnny says nail on the head effort compensate with trying big names need to be dropped as paul said once see hannibal garnacho in um ben says you're right but we haven't seen a manager be allowed to clear out and start again there's always that feeling that if they don't get to champions league places they'll be fired so it doesn't invent incentivize a manager to take, take the challenge on they have to be pragmatic and cautious i think Maybe this season, I don't know, I'm saying this as a, someone who still has a shred of optimism that this season might be the turning point for that because Champions League qualification is so far away from the agenda at the moment and the matters are so far more critical than that that maybe the pennies um, dropping elsewhere. And Patrick says, if some of the players haven't looked in the mirror until now, will they ever? Some players are as good as bulletproof because of the wages so are so high, United panic because of the uh, contracts running down. And it's a case of rent, rinse and repeat. Um, Yeah, Paul, and I, I just look at it, though, and I think, like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, City's 10, 10th win at Old Trafford since they were taken over. Seventh um, in 10 years, I think it is. Um, Or seventh by two goals or more. And I think three of the 4, last four have been... One by C by two or more goals, and, and where they've been all laying for the last half an hour. Um, really hugely damning and um, embarrassing, huge low points for the club. And at one of these points, it has to be the last one, it has to be the point where it turns. They can't, no one afforded, uh, no one associated with the club on the playing side can afford. For that to continue anymore um it's a it's a huge embarrassment it's a huge indictment on the on the team and the club and it has to change that has to change and i don't know if there are enough people i'd like to think that there are because there's certainly got to be some who are going to be honest enough to stand there i, I remember De Gea's interviews they used to be very self-reflective where he'd sort of point the finger at himself and everyone um, whereas I don't see enough of that, you know, that we're not as good as these players that we're playing against and, and the ones where we do have the talent to be better than, we're not putting in the effort because the very least we need to be doing is doing that and when we don't see that, we see we could have been embarrassed in every... We could be sitting here... Um I'm just trying to think if it's an exaggeration. I don't think it is. We could be sitting here... This morning, had things gone the other way, talking about United having lost every league game at home this season, the narrow margins have been so fine with United at home this season that we could easily be sitting here talking about them having lost every single game at, at home, and we're we're going into November. It's obviously something has to change, Paul. Um, I'm not gonna. We've talked about it for nearly 40 minutes about what and how. And accepting that, you know, finding an answer between us isn't um, going to happen. But something has to start changing against Newcastle in the League Cup. And that you would expect to be a large change in, in personnel in, in terms of the way that maybe defensively we can't do anything. The combinations that we've got in midfield and attack. I mean, I wouldn't be against seeing. You know, Hoyland surrounded by different players like Garnaccio, maybe even Palestre, And I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'd be surprised, but I, I wouldn't be against seeing, for example, a midfield that was Casemiro, Hannibal and Minu. I'd like to see that at this moment in time. Change the, the five around Hoyland and give them a go. And in the League Cup, all right, maybe we won't have the experience to to qualify. But we need to start sending a message about quality of... Performances, and I think from those six players, I include Casemiro despite his poor form. I think that if you've got the right energy levels, and I think that you get them in that, um, that that can be the start of something different, or at least to sort of lay down a standard to the players who were so poor yesterday. To sort of say it's not acceptable. You need to be better. You need to work harder. Or there's going to be a kid who's going to come in and take your place because at that moment. At this moment, that threat doesn't seem to exist. So, um, what would you like to see on on Wednesday against Newcastle?
4: Well, you, when you when you throw that one in, that bit you just said at the end there, there's a young kid here who's going, you know, who's a threat for your place. That's going back to Sir Alex. that that's exactly how it was? There was young players sitting there waiting, and he would make those changes if he felt they were good enough to get in. And it wasn't about maybe you playing terrible. It was about this young boys coming through. That young boy was was. Um, potentially going to go and take the club into the next decade. And that's yeah. how he thought. That's how he thought about it. And I think Ten Hag has to do it. He knows he's worked with young players, and maybe these young players aren't as good as the young players that come through what well, he had at Ajax, because he had some good players, even though when you look at what they've gone and done since, they haven't really from that step on. They haven't all covered themselves with glory in that sense. But at that given time, Ajax had a really good team. And it all started initially, wasn't it, in the Europa League when United played against them. That's kind of when they were... And, they, and how quick they moved to get into a semi-final of Champions League was incredible. But what you said there, Wayne, I think you're spot on, but that should have been in his mind, regardless of the result of the weekend anyway. You know, he, sh- that sh- he should be looking that way and using it. I think Newcastle will go at it a bit because... They're desperate to win silverware. They should be desperate to win silverware. I'm, I, I like to believe that Eddie Howe is thinking more about domestic than thinking that he's going to win a Champions League and and, and that side of it. But with, with the way Newcastle fans are, you, you never know. But he, I think I think he has to do it. He's he's got to do it. Marcus Rashford, um, he doesn't play, but he doesn't play at the, He doesn't play at the weekends. He doesn't yeah. play the club. The club with him, again, were too reactive. There was too reactive under Ollie with giving players contract. They're reactive again. Has a season of scoring goals. What did he do the previous two seasons? Straight away say, well, you know, we want you to stay. You're a local boy. We know you love the club. We know all that. Don't have, We don't need your agent to tell us this. But this is what we're going to give you. How much do you love the club? How much do you want to be here? Can you go to a bigger club than than us at this moment in time? Who really wants you? And then they would have got him on a lesser deal, on a lesser deal. And then they would have had someone who might have played with a little bit and shown more. And at the moment in time, he's, play, he's, he's playing like he's playing like a tiger. That spell is full. Doesn't and, you know? Can someone? Can someone go and get me? Go over there and get me something to eat, please, and bring it to me because I don't. I don't want to. I can't go far. It's it's pointless. It's a pointless exercise at the moment. Nothing there. And I know I've diversed a little bit when we go in. Bruno shouldn't start. Shouldn't start against Newcastle, against Newcastle, shouldn't start in the next Premier League game either. Absolutely. I didn't, I, I did, um I got back home and I saw Roy in the telly. I didn't turn the sound up because I knew where Roy was going. I just knew because I was thinking it myself. I knew where Roy was going. And then all of a sudden I seen it start pop up my phone, what Roy said. Roy's a hundred percent spot on. I said it. Donkeys are going here, Wayne. I've always, always said it. Always said it. I haven't really gone at it because I left it alone because United have made him captain. I thought myself right. The only reason why I never went at it because I did never answer to the next question. Well, who would you give it to? Yeah. yeah. And I still haven't. I still haven't got an answer. And they always say that don't ask. Don't go and ask a question unless you've got an answer. I. I can't ask that question. You know why is he captain when when there's no answer And there isn't because there's there's no one else there you believe who's going to be playing in the next successful United team.
0: Yeah,
4: there's there's no one there, Wayne. So it's a so it's it's not even worth debating it because you, again we saw everything that we saw at Anfield and the reasons why he should never be captain of Manchester United. As I said before, there was a reason why he only came that United got him in January. And at the age he was, because there's issues about him, why the big clubs hadn't touched him, and that's the way you've got to look at things now. And and when and that's why maybe you need someone, you need someone who's got their um ear to the ground, who knows what the talk is. So, um, Sir Alex never signed. I can't think of a, a during my um my time at United a bad apple. Did he get it wrong with players who couldn't perform perform at Old Trafford? Yes. There's no doubts about that. There was players who didn't perform, but did he bring someone in who was a who was a bad apple in the barra, someone who went on the pitch with a wrong attitude? I can't name one at this moment. So I'm sure someone out there can. United because they didn't they they got no one doing any due diligence. They're a react they're a reactive club when they reactive club when they should be proactive in yeah. what they do, and they haven't done it. For the amount of money they're spending, it's ridiculous. Even if I'm going to go and buy a two hundred and thirty pound Pair of trainers. I still like to know, like to know that there's people out there who are buying them, and I like to know that there's a chance that when I get them, they're not going to fall apart on my feet. If I'm going to spend that money, United don't go. They're not proactive in what they go and do, and the players they go and get. They're so so reactive, and the reason why is what you mentioned is that the position they're in financially and the structure of stuff that they have to go and pay over the top to get them, then pay over the top and wages. And then when they come then to looking at getting get getting rid of them and saying you've got to move on, you can't even get them out in London. Yeah. So you're left you're left with a bad apple in the barrack.
3: It's a yeah. bit like
4: a Lukaku, Lukaku scenario as well. It's just it's shocking. It's and, and it can't, it's I don't know. I'm looking at the game on Wednesday against Newcastle. Newcastle are gonna be hungry for it. The fans who are gonna turn up are gonna be sitting there and hoping something can happen early. Really, just to kind of get a bit of... So you're going to need brave players on Wednesday night. And I think if you're going to get anything brave out there, it has to be the young players. Yeah. Because if you're a young player sitting there now, you're saying, I should be playing here. I want the manager to come up to me. And even if he doesn't use the exact words, come and give me an inkling that... I stand a great chance of being involved in the next Premier League game. Go out there and just cover them in, in a few words of glory about, about themselves, how they've gone about it, to, to suggest that go out there and do yourself justice and you might, and then there's a chance you'll play at the weekend. And what you're saying about Hoyland getting players around him, get players who are joining with him. If you get players, a midfield player is going to make a run in behind for him to drop off and get the ball to his feet to turn and run at people because when that man runs with the ball at his feet, honestly, sometimes you think this a, he's like he's like a rugby. He, honestly, he's like a rugby union player, and you think so. I've got to go and stick my head on his thigh while he's running like a near hundred-meter sprinter pace. He's going to hurt. Yeah, and, and give him a chance to play with young, enthusiastic players who will get close to him. Every time a city player got the ball, they had two or three players within a 10, 15-yard radius, every single time. Yeah. Manchester United didn't do that. And that's why United don't retain the ball. And like you said, Wayne, United, they mentioned a few times, even a commentator I was with, working with, talked about Oli and about United got results with Oli playing his counter-attacking. I just think that happened by chance more than anything because you had an enthusiastic... Rashford, you had an enthusiastic Martial. And it made a difference because they were willing to break out then. Now that Edge has gone, there isn't enough enthusiasm to make that drive. Is there that much pace? Rashford hasn't lost his pace. He might have done in there. That's called that's called, you know, you have to be driven. That drive, yeah. it, it's it's not there anymore. So Anthony hasn't got the pace. Anthony is more bothered about a finger being wagged in his face than he's bothered about getting past somebody.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, you're right. It's um, difficult to argue with that. Anthony, like, lucky to escape a red card when he came on. Difficult to see what he's offering at the moment, which is, it is worrying considering the amount of money it cost them. Johnny says... We will lose against Newcastle. That's why we're here for this pos- positive attitude. Keep, keep, yeah, keep it simple, Johnny. Uh and Patrick says, uh, I'm not sure if anyone at the moment truly has the power or catch it to make make the brutal surgical changes that are needed. That includes Tenorg or even Ardo. now but you know, I I do think Tenog has been brutal where he can afford to be. But I mean, like he didn't he wasn't brutal enough with Martial, say, because you need a taker, you need a taker, and also was he reluctant to let him go? Because if you don't have Martial, Hoyland's playing 90 minutes every single game and he can't he can't bring him in. He's obviously got that back injury that um apparently he's still struggling with. Um probably from carrying the front line at the moment. But um you need a senior player to come in, and United just don't have the funds to be able to to have been able to do that. So um i I do think he has been ruthless, and I think if you gave him a transfer structure that was more liberated than this um that you know that he was able to operate without the debt and without the transfer debt then um which the club which united and their revenue should be in a position to do, then you see a completely different squad scenario where he is more ruthless with that. I do believe that about yeah. Tenork, but the problem that you've got with any manager is that they risk getting swallowed by the mess. Do you know what I mean? It's all right saying that he's good enough. Yeah, I believe he's good enough and he can turn it around, but results and performances will always um get there first, especially when well, there's no um oh yeah. So Ben just put a comment on this. He says he's done some of the work, Wayne. There's definitely restrictions, the whole club needs to reset to get out of this cycle. Um another of your old clubs. Um, Paul Fulham at the weekend, um, very good draw, Brighton. He's had a fairly decent start to the season. I was looking at recent results and thinking, no, it's it's not great. But then I, I think overall the season it's been pretty good. They've drawn Arsenal, won at Everton. Um and it's definitely a good game. I mean they when they um renewed Silver's contract recently, they were heralding him as a genius there. So they're obviously Happy about the direction they're going. Obviously, they've been a bit kind, and there was the talk about them going to the Far East and everything like that in, in the summer. But um, they they must be happy with the way that things are going. It's going to be a tough one for United.
4: It is going to be tough for United because they'll you know they can they'll lift themselves to that game. That's it's a big. I mean, I'm at that game as well, so so I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing actually seeing United in London this weekend. So it is going to be big. But I was with um, a Fulham supporter. Yesterday, and he's disappointed because the club knew the moment that season finished that Mitrovic was didn't was Virtue told him he didn't want to play for him. He wanted to go, he wanted to go and change the football culture in the Middle East. Sorry, sorry, he wanted the money from the Middle East. I got that wrong. Um, so they had a long time, a long, long time to think about getting someone to come in. Yeah. And you're not, and Fulham are not going to go and replace the straight away, but he brings, he's just saying you wanted someone to come in who you had a belief was going to be something, or could actually do something then, but still had that little bit to go further, he said they go and get him and his, and Wolves struggled with him, but then they go and get him, they've got the other, um, the other lad, um, Vinicius, who he says, It's got more about him because he's quite aggressive, but you know that he's got no composure in front of goal. So they've got that problem. They can't score enough goals, but they will have more of the ball against Manchester United. They got outpassed by Brighton yesterday, but they will outpass Manchester United. Just by the way, the Iron Way United. So they will believe that they will go and maybe go and get another historic win against um, Manchester United. And it's going, be a, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be at Craven Cottage in front of a, in front of a full house, you know, an early kickoff as well. Everyone's get everyone's going to be watching that game. Everyone will watch that game. And again, United will be under scrutiny. Ten Hag will be under scrutiny. Yeah. I'm hoping that he's going to go then, give the fans a lift, and make some changes, make positive changes. Give it, and you'll get more back if the result doesn't go that go the way that he wants but he's tried to be positive and work with what he's got available, then I think people will accept that. Yeah. But when you're watching people who are not given anything, Wayne, giving you nothing in a big Manchester derby, and then you're asking them to travel 220 miles to London and then to give something there in an early kickoff, you're hoping they do. He can't, he can't be like that. He can't have players on a pitch who he hopes are going to work hard yeah. And hope that they will give him something. If a play, if a player's got a, I always use I always use his play, I always do. I, I always think about Sparky. Always do. Sparky had some bad games at United. I I think I had more bad games than Sparky in my short time at United compared to Sparky's time than what Sparky had. But when Sparky had one of his poorer games, the one thing about it, the centre halves never had good games. Yeah. When, he couldn't get his, when he couldn't get his eye in on his touch or anything like that, Sparky, the two centre-halves, hated Sparky. They respected him, but they hated him because he never let them play. Yeah. And that's all you want. That's all you want. Marcus Rashford, if you're having a bad time, please do not let your fullback run forward, run beyond you. If you're not getting the ball, work hard to stop the man you're up against having a good time in the ball, and you might be able to bounce off of him. And that's all you want. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's I think that's all fans want. Maybe yeah. I'm seeing it when I see other lower, you know, lesser teams than United. I see they talk about, you know, they look at it, and go, yeah, we know he's not this, but I tell you what, he gives us everything. And even Manchester United can have those players who give you everything. the the cult hero He gives us in Marcus Rashford, local boy. He gives everything. That's, yeah. and, that's, and 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 you'll go with that. And then there was a local boy in Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs gave 100% for every single game he played. Anybody tries to tell me any different, I will argue all day long. Ryan gave from start of it to the end of it. Ryan gave everything. A local boy. They loved it. Nicky Butt. And you, Butty. Everything about Buttie, where he was brought up, tells you that he, life was always about fighting, yeah. surviving. That's how Buttie played the game. Scousie, Middleton, right? Everything was about battling. Yeah. Those were local boys who gave who gave anything. Even Johnny Evans from Northern Ireland saw himself as a Northern Ireland Union Gives everything. And that's yeah. all you ask of people. And it's not there in this moment in time. It needs people to fight through at the moment when things aren't going right. And that was a difference because people talk about the teams that I play and they talk about the two teams, the 92, 93, 93, 94. They said about it, because... Because when you went away in that era, every game. When you went away from home, every game, physically, physically wise, in on, on the physical. When I mean physical, body to body, was tougher than what it was at Old Trafford. Because teams come to Old Trafford and they played in a different way. It was a case of can we just stop? Can we stop it? Can we stem that? Stem that? You score, and suddenly, as a player, in there, you kind of go. Now we can get on away from home. It was horrendous. It was really, really tough to go and win games. You had to win the battle to win the war, yeah. And that's what and that's what it needs at this moment in time for United. And it doesn't mean about being nice with the ball and fancy Dan. It's just meaning just getting close and being a little bit physical. I know that yeah. in the game now you can't do it, but no one enjoyed playing against the teams I played in because we was willing to be physical. We didn't ever go there expecting to win because we are manchester united we knew we had to work harder and the boss kept saying the same things every every time he went away from home he kept saying the same things in the end you're kind of going i know i know but he was just saying it just in case someone wasn't switched on and these players they need that we did it because we knew it was going to be tough and we wanted to succeed I wanted to succeed, and I'd look around, and I look at some of those players, and I'd, there wouldn't be many players I would have changed because because not many players could do both, and yeah. they all could do both Wayne, And you know more than anybody, if you look, every player could do both, but I look at the players today; they can't do can't do both. And bonuses, sorry, the way and it, sorry, the excuses well, you can't get close because the moment you touch them, they fall down. You know that's that's the excuses are being used. You know, in their own heads. I can't do that. Players who run towards the ball and instead of going and closing them down near the box and getting really close, they put their arms behind their back and stand away. Well, I I was worried about giving a a handball away. It's all full of all that now. Get there and do your job. If you're doing your job properly and defending properly, your arms are not going to be above your head or not going to be there. Don't put them behind your back because you'll be like a weeble wobble and you will fall down.
3: Um, well, United need to pick themselves back up. Um, that's for sure. Unfortunately for me, I, I'm not going to be here next week to talk about Dave. Might be back with Paul if he if he's not, because then Dave's away for a couple of weeks and it might be three or four weeks before I'm back with Paul. Um, on the pod talking about um, United's recent form, hopefully. And um, like I said, Dave might be back next week, but he's on holiday as well at the moment, so um. At least he's got the now, sun to distract him. Hold a minute,
4: hold a minute, hold a minute, well, Let me think about it. Sorry, I'm trying to get. I'm just trying to work out if I can get a holiday booked as well. <laughs> dessert, <laughs> dessert, yeah. dessert as well,
3: quick off the shelf one. Um, yeah, <laughs> it might be a good time to do it. Um, we 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 missed out by a week because um, you know if we had just booked a bit earlier, then we could have missed this one. this one. But. Thanks, for everyone, for for taking part in the pod. Oh, I've got to say that a couple of comments before I go. Um, Patrick does say, I remember a U.S. business consultant I worked with who said sometimes you need to fail fast, need to cut our losses with Anthony and Sancho, get some fees. Fergie was brilliant at this. But United's operational ability to do that at the moment is, is nil. They can't. And that's, I think, Tenorg has done as well as he can. Um, and Johnny says... As well as he said, we will lose against Newcastle. He says we could easily lose against Fulham. So he's a little bit more optimistic, uh, which is what we like to see. Oh, no, he says, I can't see us beating many teams on that sombre note. Um, Hopefully we've beaten a few by the time that we're back. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. I hope everyone has a a nice break from us as well. We'll be back soon. Um, Take care.